Hello and welcome to the Nine Hertz podcast. Uh, we started there with the excellent Jucifer, but I think a lot of people will probably be wondering what the hell that was because it, you know, it goes so far from their sound. So, Pete, you, you picked this, but like I listened to the whole record and it's quite a departure for them, isn't it? But absolutely brilliant. Yes, yeah, and you know they've been around. I think more than two decades, closing on three decades, maybe now, and and they are, you know, they've been so important to the. To, the people who know them, you know, they've been they've been around for so long. They've been, in, you know, they've created so much great music that while this is a massive departure, it's not uncommon for them to kind of, you know, to change. I think, you know, from their early days of, you know, which was something in between kind of like Sonic Youth and Shoegaze and uh, and a bit of kind of Melvinsy type music, they then switched to uh, the, like almost a black metal hardcore thing, and that you know it's almost out of the blue. I remember going to see them shortly after that when they made that change, and it was like oh, and it's you know it took me a while to go actually they're still really good, but I'd gone in like you know I'd gone in listening to the old albums like um, I Name You Destroyer and uh, La Trochienne and um, If Thine Enemy Hunger, which you know amazing albums. I had them all on today actually just because. I knew we were playing this, and I wanted to listen back. And, you know, there's some beautiful music on there. There's a song called Dissolver off a, uh, I Name You Destroyer. Everyone should go check it out if they've never heard it. But, you know, they've made these changes throughout. It kind of culminated this really harsh sound in, like, the Futility EP, which came out last year. And you just thought that's where they're going. They're going more extreme, raw, blackened. And then this has come out, and this is so left field from there. While it is a massive surprise, it shouldn't be... You know, it's not a shock that a band is willing to just, you know, make bold choices and go where they want. The whole thing with Juice for is, you know, the the fact that they're, you know, they always said permanently on tour, and I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's the theory of this band. They, you know, they just live to play in this band for two piece. Their future is their own. They, they, you know, they go where they want. They, they're not beholden to anything except themselves and their music. And that, to me, makes them exciting interesting pivotal to to our music and they're just an awesome band yeah and i think the um eastern influence that they've got on this one um i don't know if it just comes from the travel that they do i mean they've obviously been around the world multiple times yeah um, they describe themselves as nomadic don't they they, they sort mm-hmm. of they live in a van they make a living from from doing this it's their life yeah, and there's, I mean, one of the, I can't well, I think it's got a Russian name, but there's like a Russian-themed album previously, or the music was still more familiar. But this is, you know, I, I wouldn't even know what to, how to describe this, you know, this, with that, and I, I definitely wouldn't give it any justice by guessing. There is, I think there's one track on there, it's called Water Women, which has maybe a slither of the kind of muscle memory of Juice of the Past. And I nearly went with that just because it was the most familiar and the most nine-ertsy. But actually, to miss the point of the album, I think, if I went with that. So I had to go with one of the, you know, one of the tracks, which is 10 or 11 of the 11 or 12 songs on there. You know, it's properly representative. So, yeah, really bold. And as much as it was a surprise, and as much as I think, how often will I listen to this? I don't know, but I don't care really because I think it's worth getting Juice Fear on again because it's so good and, and it's such a difference that you've got to kind of applaud it, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, really, really interesting sort of direction. So can't wait to see what they do next, to be honest. That's always the case with Juice Fear, I think. So yeah, it's a good feature of the band, really. Um, so yeah, the album's called Nasm um, and you can find it at juicifer-official.bandcamp.com. Uh, we played the song Sale, uh, which is uh, fifth on the album. So yeah, absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, we're, we're on the Nine Hertz podcast again. It's nine tracks that we've heard this week or sort of been 
interested in this week. Yeah, this this next one. Um, I saw this band last year, I think last year, uh, in a Kido tiny basement in Lincoln, surrounded by video game graffiti, and it was absolutely deafening. It was it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And yeah, so KLS. Uh, the band, and they've come out with a new uh, album called uh, Noise Hits. They seem to produce quite a lot, quite often, and th- yeah, this is just more of the same, but it's absolutely brilliant. And I just thought we played the, the sh- one of the shortest songs on there, to be honest, but it's, it just hits so hard that I think it kind of just justifies it, really. What do you make of this one, Pete? I know we've played KLS before. Yeah, yeah, I was looking that up, actually, too. It was a 40th podcast last last May, wow. so... <laughs> yeah, the, yeah it, I, I'm not even sure what this is. It's just, you know, like, musically, it's... it's it's angry and noisy. It's this kind of whirlwind of musical instruments and anger and noise. It's like, and then it's done in a flash. It's like a, it's like a, a tantrum because you've stubbed your toe or something. I, it, it's like a, you know, a, it's like a recording from a busy bar. You know, almost not musical. It's that kind of, you know, discordant and weird. Yeah. And, and you just think, play it again and again and try and figure that out and not really get anywhere near. Absolutely. I mean, um, they overdrive their. Uh, bass drum to ridiculous like this huge bass drum that kind of just shakes the rooms they play in and I think that that you can absolutely hear that on here um it's got a touch of the lightning bolt I mean I know that's a lazy comparison because it's you know a noisy two-piece but they really do sound a little bit bit unhinged like that don't they so that's justified it's a new album it's it's over within well four or five minutes so it's it's worth getting they put it out on 12 inch amazingly as well so um you can go and have a look at this at uh, KLS uh, peim.bandcamp.com uh, we're going to play the song Veneros Benicaro Pensacola <laughs> So that was the excellent KLS there. Absolutely amazing stuff. Um, yeah, just just amazing, really. This next track absolutely blew me away. So, Pete, you've picked a, a band called June, who we've definitely played before. I'm pretty sure we've played before. But, yeah, um, yeah band from uh, Scotland. And I've never really kind of clicked with them before. I mean, I, I liked them, but I've never really clicked before. But honestly, this might be my favourite release of the year. Like, it is so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> the two tracks I've just been playing over and over again, and it's mind-blowing. I loved it. Yeah, I think we got sent their first uh, record, whatever, you know, EP, demo, I'm not sure, it was uh, Progenitor, and I'm just looking at 2013, yeah. and yeah, I did get into them back then, you know, it really clicked with me, I reviewed them, I was I was reading the book June at the time, right. so that kind of helped, because a lot of the kind of, the imagery and the, I think the lyrics and things like that were in it back then, so it, it was just like this nice coincidence that this came along. They've always had this kind of this epic scale, you know, this grandness to them, which which for, you know, a small and young band from Scotland was a surprise back then. Now, you know, they've, they've got they've had a few releases since then. They haven't seemed to have that massive momentum, uh, whether that's by choice or otherwise, I don't know. But, you know, they haven't kind of 
in seven years they haven't had a you know a slew of releases that they definitely haven't got the attention they deserve but that might be because of for that same lack of momentum and lack of releases but everything they have done has been you know spot on amazing they did um they had a i think it was a two two song uh, ep called the royal majesty i loved that you know i really enjoyed that they've had an album since then and i think this is a precursor to another album and as you say it's, it is it kind of shows everything that's the best about them. They've always had that, you know, bit of the early Mastodon, Baroness type thing in there. But I think it feels like they've really pushed this out and starting to claim, not starting to, but, you know, you know, definitively claiming their own ground. They manage it. They, they create this really impressive piece of work on this song. It's double-digit minutes. It's It takes its time. It, it fills it. It is grand and it's it's really special. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's only, what, 17 minutes as a whole EP? But, like, it just sounds so towering. It sounds so accomplished and thought out. So, yeah, I mean, this first track, I don't know, it's got echoes of Pink Floyd in it, I think, just somewhere under the surface. And then that second track just kind of rages. It's so, yeah, it's got such momentum to it, and I absolutely loved it. So, yeah, I I really can't heap praise on this enough, really. I, I probably should stop talking to be honest but um yeah i just really really liked it really good great artwork as well like absolutely beautiful artwork you can find this at songs-of-arrakis.bandcamp.com keeping with the june theme there and the uh, record's called amiga Severa. we're going to play the title track now
So that was the inimitable June there uh, from Scotland. Absolutely brilliant. So we're going over to Cork in Ireland for this next release. I've not heard of this record label before, uh, for Maury and Hate. Um, but yeah, this, this release by a band called Procession of Spectres really kind of caught my attention this week. So I don't know what you meant of this one, Pete, but I just thought it was really, really, again, accomplished and like just really my cup of tea in terms of sludgy stuff. Yes, yeah. I, I, I get that definitely the company this the the production spot on the scope of it you know which which the band applied to it is not scaled back in any way they've just you know opened up and, and created something you know like epic I suppose the the first time I listened through I kind of had it on in the background it just and it was I actually kind of just not dismissed it but kind of thought this was fairly uh, I thought it was kind of black metal you know it sounded good but Listening through again, particularly today, I've had it a few times. Uh, there is a lot more, you know. There's doom in there. There's sludge in there, as you say. There's there's bits of it, it almost like my dying bride doom, or you know, fu- funeral pace at some points, but with that raging black metal black metal elements in there, which reminds me of uh, from the Bogs of Oguska, the you know the other the, the other Irish black metal band, like there's only the other one, but you know what I mean, They're like another Irish black metal band. Yeah, it's just got so much going on, I think, and you, you think you, you've got them pegged at one point, and then all of a sudden they 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 sort of click, and it's just it goes into something completely different. So, yeah, really, really impressive, and I think this might be their first release. So, yeah, I I can't wait to hear more of this. Really, they've released it on cassette, um, in really amazing packaging. Only thirty three available. So, um, again, be quick. Yeah, just just was really impressed by this. Uh, so the EP is called EP MMXX. Uh, we're going to play the first song, which is called Hawthorne uh, Spiak Giel. <laughs>
So that was Procession of Spectres from Ireland. Uh, we're going to go straight over to uh, Bozeman, Montana, uh, a, a band uh, called Great Grey. So Pete, you you found this, and it seems to be the work of a self-identifying kind of composer. I guess he's been in loads of bands, it seems. So I don't know if this is like just him on his own, or has he got a band together? It's it's pretty varied stuff, isn't it? It is, and uh, you know that's what attracted me to it. And I think you know I'm guessing this is kind of a solo thing. It, there's been a slew of improvised new music created, you know, home created music in lockdown. Um, you know, we've played a lot. But, you know, there's there's a band called Slugweed who, who's churning out this amazing, you know, psychedelic and yeah. sludgy stuff, and and lots of other things we've played. And what I like about it, and I've said, you know, I've said this before, you know, in similar type of this, it, it's it's representative of its time. I think there's this is. Some of the songs are almost a synthy surf pop uh, yeah. element to it. So varied, then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Then you've got this track, which is it's sludge essentially. It's, it's you know it's, it's weird, it's weirdo sludge, but that's what it is. And you know you can see the sticking plasters at the seams. It's unhinged, but then that's like a physical and oral manifestation of its time, you know, of of lockdown. And that's why I love it. And I really do. It really kind of drawn in with this track. I found it by chance. Bankham, and, and not only that, but you know, it's sludge, it should be messed up, it should be discordant, it should be sloppy, it should be all over the place. And then, in the context of the whole album, uh, which is all over the place, you know, stylistically, it just throws you around, you know, like tossed around until you, you know, you're not sure what's coming. And then, you know, this is the sixth of seven, seven tracks, so to hit you with this big 10 minute repetitive, distorted, uh, sludge sound right towards the end, it's just like almost kind of finishing you off. I love it for all that thing. It reminds me of kind of, I was actually trying to put the, uh, my finger on, it reminded me specifically of uh, of something, and I got it before, and it's British bands called Atragon and Lim, um, which is completely yes. irrelevant to, um, yeah. to, to Great Grey, but it, it kind of, once I got it, you know, I've said it now anyway, so, but it has that, you know, that doom that goes over and over and over, and yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's got that earnest value to it as well. It's like obviously music made by someone who loves music and loves playing music like this. So, yeah, I mean, like you can tell, it's obviously his personal taste as well. So it goes through so many different styles through the whole album. I mean, there were some tracks which were like, I mean, it describes it as like almost like moody blues esque pop rock to desert stoner rock, and then black and doom and sludge. It's like it's a melting pot of. Like, what, where shall I go next? What could I do <laughs> yeah. today? You know, so, yeah. And he actually describes it as uh, being by the uh, Montana Madman. And uh, all of it's made by Jake Williams while losing his mind due to quarantining. So, yeah, we're with you, Jake. Yeah, it's um, absolutely brilliant stuff. And, and, like, it's a really interesting listen. If you listen to the whole album as, <laughs> as a collection of seven songs, it's like, it's crazy. So we're just going to give you a slice of this madness now. So we're going to play the... Um, the song Deceiving the Herd, you can get this on the album Follow Me by Great Grey, and uh, yeah, you can get this at jwcomposing.bandcamp.com.
So from the quarantine uh, isolation uh, craziness of the band Great Grey, we're going to uh, straight into some pretty horrific death metal from uh, a band called Writhing. Uh, they released uh, a new 7-inch on Blood Harvest Records. And yeah, I just had to pick this. I, I absolutely loved it. It's just two songs, but yeah, just really sort of hit the nail on the head for me. Like, really cool. It's getting into that kind of ulcerate... Portal. Portal-esque stuff, but it's not as dense. I don't think it's quite accessible, no. this one. And, and I think, you know, with them being Australian, you know, and those two bands you mentioned being from Australia, it's <laughs> going to be a, a comparison probably to labelled at them, but... There's a, you know, there's a fine tradition of death metal in, in Australia, you know, re- particularly recently, there's an inc- you know, real kind of extreme metal, incredible scene out there. But as you say, I think I, I agree with, you know, your assessment. It's not it's not exactly like that. There's a Spanish band called Alterich who often get labelled with the same thing and who I love. And it reminded me of them. So, yeah, I think that's maybe a more apt comparison, uh, maybe splitting hairs a little bit. Um, it's got a bit of that death doom, like fog or fog whatever, um, yeah. encapsulating it all. And that's the best fog for death metal for me. So <laughs> that's it always yeah. will be. So, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. I mean, they, they sort of self-confess that they're into sort of early 90s death metal as well, sort of like Immolation and Gorguts and stuff like that. And I could definitely hear that. There's a bit of the kind of gore about them as well. So, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Just really to the point, really cool three minutes of... of quality death metal so yeah we're going to play uh, the, the a side which is uh, void of derision and you can get this at bloodharvestrecords.bandcamp.com
So we're all about playing quality, amazing, sort of innovative music on this on this podcast, and the next band are no exception. So Nottingham's Anta, who we've definitely played before, and uh, you know we, we know some of the members of the band quite well. So um, you know, old uh, Nine Hertz favourite uh, Donny Hopkins uh, is on this. So yeah, um, Pete, you've, you've picked this, but like I think I would have anyway if if, if you hadn't. So Anta were formed probably about two years ago now, uh, maybe a bit longer ago. But yeah, they just play this incredibly dense black metal that's kind of... I, I guess like the, the closest I can get to a comparison is possibly the more black metal elements of Underdark, who we played recently, who I know they've played with and sort of done a split with before as well. Yeah. And and another British band I'd throw in there is uh, Wode, you know, the, the Mancini yeah. band. Yeah. There's, you know, stylistically, you know, I think they're in that same bracket of... It, it's almost like a pure black metal sound beefed up and and you know seems to be kind of burgeoning in britain uh which is you know it's great to see i think and also i think across those bands maybe a bit underappreciated this is quality black metal and answer of you know this is the single off the forthcoming album i think set in january and it just promises great things because they've been going in that direction from from the early release from the split from you know from the last album everything points to this is going to be a great release and hopefully they then start to get that recognition not you know i was just thinking like nothing you were just saying like underdark they, they've got a release out shrikel phil collins you know these are bands we've played almost consecutively in weeks bloody head we've talked about stuck on an a obviously nottingham's been crucial to the underground of extreme metal, of hardcore, of punk and doom, for as long as we've been into it, you know, from Iron Monkey and, and onwards. And, and that's never really dimmed, but it's great to see it still going. It's great, you know, right, you know, in the last few weeks alone, we've had these amazing releases. So it's brilliant to see. Yeah, and uh, obviously this band, Incredible Live, I don't know if you've actually oh, yeah, seen them. I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I saw them with Morag Tong and Underdark at the Old Angel, which was just like, perfect bill for me absolutely brilliant stuff the single's called become the damned uh, it's out on the 13th of november so yeah go and uh, pick it up now really you can get this at anta.bandcamp.com
So sometimes uh, things just kind of hit you in between the eyes and make your jaw drop a little bit. So the next band, uh, Ensenethrak, really did that to me this week. I-, I listened to this and I was like, this is absolute chaos. It's just insane. It, there's so much going on. And <laughs> where do I even start to pull a thread out of this? It's, it's amazing. So I listened to the whole record several times and I just thought, I've got to play something off this. So I've I've tried not to kind of torture you too much with this, but there's some in, inhuman noises on this, isn't there, Pete? I don't, <laughs> there I don't know what you made of it. It's ridiculous, uh, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. a good way. It, yeah, it really is. Uh, um, and I think I'm not always drawn to kind of these overly techy things which go, you know, like just almost... Uh, it could, could turn into obviously to like a showmanship, musicianship thing, even in, you know, even in, say, death metal or something. But... This is just, like you say, it's chaotic. And that's why, you know, it's just, it throws it all in. It kind of chugs away. It growls. There's mechanical noises. There is that kind of, you know, the technical fret wanking that's in there. And it just leaves your mind screwed because it, it all happens at once. Yeah, the, the drumming is insane as well. Like, it, it kind of doesn't follow conventional patterns at all. And I think that's kind of the point. It's, I mean, the, the cover to this is just a load of, I don't know, like faces and bones and, you know, it, it's just this pulsing image and it goes perfectly with the music. It's just, yeah, insane. I love some of the comments this has got on, on Bandcamp as well. So someone said, I'm looking forward to the unplugged version, which is a marine iguana charging through a storm door. <laughs> it's like, what? Yes, actually, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this looks like, I don't know, like the fourth or fifth release. I've got a load of demos and like a live album, which I, I haven't actually listened to, but I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by it. Uh, how they do this live, I, I have no idea. Uh, the album's uh, completely insane. It's probably about an, an hour of, rec- of of complete nonsense. But I loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. So apparently the music was written between 1994 and 2015. And yeah, it was just released last month. So um, yeah, can't really explain it any more than that. It's uh, it's a sort of oral nightmare. Um, yeah, you can get this at asenathrak.bandcamp.com and we're going to play a song that I can't even pronounce.
So we're going to finish this week, just to calm you all down a little bit, with a, a lovely piece of, uh, I don't know, like post, post-rock is the, is the kind of wrong way to describe this, really, because it's a bit more epic than that. It's a bit more proggy than that. It's a bit more, I don't know, um, it, it belies that, that sort of description, I think. Uh, but Pete, you've put this band called uh, Mountain Caller, and the new album, uh, The Truth Seeker, is, is an absolutely towering piece of work, isn't it? It's like completely a, a realised vision, like the artwork and, and the whole feel of the thing is just... Yeah, it's just very well realised. I think piece of art. It is. Yeah, yeah. You know, from a, uh, you know, they're from London. This is the first time I've heard of them. I, I think it's their debut release. But to have something so so accomplished, so you know, such a grand project, and realised so you know so perfectly as well. I think it deserves you know it deserves you know wide attention. I, I came to it. You know, I came across it. The artwork. And I think some of the kind of some of the links to it were through stoner and sludge, and and there's little bits of that in there. You know, the artwork you could well be a stoner rock artwork album, but like you say, it's probably more the base of post rock, but with so much more on top of that. Because you know that's not something I'm not normally going to pick. There's bits of say, you know, I think Elder get man- mentioned in there, and I get that. You know, it's got that the the scale of Elder. You know, the way they kind of manage to bringing all that beauty and, and, and spread it across these huge kind of uh, monolithic tracks. It's got a bit of instrumental stoner, the way kind of like Karma to Burn perfected stoner rock riffs without having, you know, without having the vocals of, say, John Garcia or whatever. And then on this track in particular, there's this kind of rush of atmospheric black metal almost at one point, which what that does is it kind of gives a threat, which means you never it's never allowed to settle into the background, which to me traditional or standard post rock can do you know, i can kind of just lose it and for, you know forget it's on this never happens you know and then there's one bit and i've got to mention it just kind of just to break up said there's one bit and i swear they're going to break into the chain by fleetwood mac it just sounds <laughs> and that threw me but yeah all that's encapsulated in this one song uh, and you know it's this vision realized you know so early on in a you know in a band's career it, points to great things yeah absolutely i think they they've either played uh, arc tangent before or they're about to play next year if it goes ahead and yeah it, it's that kind of aesthetic like they are very good at picking the the very best in in this kind of music and i think this just encapsulates the sound of arc tangent perfectly it's it's that kind of epic but understated and it's not predictable it's 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 post rock done well it's post metal done well uh, I think it's so easy to fall into traps and to fall into tropes of this kind of genre. But I really enjoyed this. Like the whole yeah. the whole record really stood out to me. And I, I mean, I should say as well, this was kind of I'd come across this, and I wasn't kind of sure where I was sat with it, and maybe because I had a preconception, you know, a, a, a wrong preconception of kind of stone rock. But you know, it was recommended to us by uh, Gareth, our friend Gareth. He's got this kind of wide musical influence and taste. You know, like whether it's like grindcore or kind of post-rock or all these kind of different music styles. And he kind of brought that to us. And, you know, I'm glad he did because it got me listening to it again and I got so much more out of it. And it's probably one of those, you know, you just kind of, you take it in over, you know, over, over several listens and really appreciate more each time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've just looked up, uh, they are playing Art Tangent next year, so perfectly so- yeah, on the nail there. Absolute brilliant stuff. So yeah, the album's The Truth Seeker. You can get this at mountaincaller.bandcamp.com. And we're going to play the song Journey Through the Twilight Desert. 